His face is half black and half red. Why? Because he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan and black and red are the chief's colors. So this guy is accusing a child of hating black people and Native Americans. Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and the Native Americans at the same time. And this guy is a really a new level of dumb. And I haven't seen this level of dumb in a long, long time. We're back, everybody. Hello, welcome to another episode of The Shift with Gina. I hope you all had a really nice Thanksgiving. It was a nice long weekend for us. It was really quiet. Uh, I was telling you guys last time on the previous episode that it was gonna be another small Thanksgiving for us. It was just my parents that came over and of course we cooked enough to feed an army. So I think we still have leftovers, but it was a really nice day. It was, it was chill, but... I felt really tired because I cooked so much. I spent so many hours in the kitchen on Wednesday and Thursday, but it was nice. My daughter ended up napping really well on Thanksgiving day and all the food happened to be ready right at the time that she had just gone down for a nap. So I feel kind of bad, but it was also kind of nice that we enjoyed the entire Thanksgiving meal. Um, child free. <laughs> it's just, you know, you know, we figure we might as well just eat instead of waiting for two hours for her to wake up because she's in this phase where she's taking long naps. And besides, when she woke up, she wasn't even interested in any of the food. So it, all in all, it was a really nice day. So I hope you guys had a nice day as well with family and friends. Today, we're going to talk about two topics. I'll try to fly through them fairly quickly. The first one is a trending topic that is now kind of plastered all over Twitter and everyone's talking about it because it's another ridiculous racism scheme by the mainstream media. Surprise, the media cannot go like 60 days without making something, turning something into a massive racism scandal. So the scandal this time is a child at a Kansas City Chiefs game. A child is being accused of blackface and racism. And the mainstream media is now trying to ruin this child's life as they have done multiple times with other kids. Now this child is much younger than the other cases such as Nick Sandman, the Covington Catholic kid who was literally just smiling on camera as some Native American guy was beating a drum and chanting in front of his face. CNN and all these networks spun the whole story to make it about white supremacy, white privilege, this smug child who was, I don't know, exposing his white privilege over this Native American man. I forgot how much he won. Let's look it up. Nick Sandman, um, lawsuit. I think he won tens of millions of dollars. He sought $275 million in damages in the lawsuit he filed against CNN last March. That was in 2020. So he filed in 2019. They settled at 250. They settled at $250 million because CNN set out to ruin this kid's life. And they did that. They did precisely that. So the mainstream media has a history of trying to ruin not only people's lives, but minors' lives. Of course, look at Kyle Rittenhouse. They tried to paint him as a racist, white supremacist murderer when he obviously was simply defending himself against violent criminals. 
one of whom was a pedophile, I think a convicted pedophile. We'll just say allegedly, because I'm not 100% sure. The media is known, the media is want to ruin the lives of people, including especially minors. This story in particular is yet another way for the media to do that. There is this site called Deadspin, and I, I've honestly never heard of it before. And as I get on it, I can see that it's a sports website. And at the top, it looks like Deadspin is owned by the same parent company that owns Gizmodo, Jezebel, Quartz, The Root, The Onion. So all trash, 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 trash. So Deadspin released an article with the headline, the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Chiefs fan in blackface, native headdress. They're doubling up on the racism. Are you going to say anything, Roger Goodell? <laughs> Look at the photo. This is a child, a child. For those of you who are just listening to the audio podcast here, this kid looks like he might be 12 years old. He's wearing a huge headdress, looks like a Native American headdress, and this side of his face that we can see on the camera is painted black. This is at an NFL game. The Kansas City Chiefs are playing the Las Vegas Raiders. I believe it's the Raiders. I'm not, I watch NFL with my dad, but I don't know all the teams. So it look, but I know it's Las Vegas. So Kansas City um, playing Vegas, and they are saying that this child is committing blackface and racism. The image of a Chiefs fan in blackface wearing a native headdress during a road game leads to so many unanswered questions. Why did the camera person give this fan the attention? Why did the producer allow that camera angle to be aired at all? Is that fan a kid slash teenager or a young adult? How stupid are you? The person writing this, how stupid are you? You think that is a young adult? Have you ever seen children? Have you ever been around children? Obviously not. You think that's a young adult? I mean, that kid, he could pass for 10 years old just in that in that one shot. It looks to me like he could be 10. He's probably like maybe a couple years older though. And this guy goes on and on and on. And you know what he ends up writing about? I'll give you three guesses and the first two don't count. He ends up referring to the George Floyd year of 2020 and how the NFL promised to do better at confronting systemic racism, but they haven't done much about it. The league is worse off than it was when the commissioner was scrambling scrambling during America's racial awakening in 2020. He mentions Colin Kaepernick, and then he says, after what we saw on Sunday, it feels like nothing will ever change. It's a kid. It's a kid in a headdress, and now all of a sudden the NFL is racist. <laughs> it's a child, a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and a headdress, and now the NFL is 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 battling systemic racism. I mean, this is the most low IQ thing I've ever heard. But I want you to look at the photo of this guy who wrote this. The guy who wrote this, his name is, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. His name is Karen J. Phillips. Take a look at this guy. Karen spelled like C-A-R-O-R-R-O-N. So I don't know. I guess that's like the black male way to say Karen. Look at his, look at his face. Look at this. That is like, look, you can just see how low his IQ is in his eyes. Look, look at that. Just low IQ. There's like nothing going on behind those eyes. That big empty smile. He's a senior writer at Deadspin. He called, he's a Pulitzer nominee. He was, of course, a journalist of the year. Journalists doing journalism. Trying to ruin the life of 
of a kid. So the funniest thing is this. What I really want to show you is the comparison between the cover photo that Karen uses and the real photo of the kid. Okay, so this image of a Chiefs fan in blackface, he was accused of wearing blackface and he was accused of being racist. Let me show you the real photo. So the photo on the left is what Karen posted in his Deadspin article. Look at the photo on the right. For those of you who are just listening, the photo of the child front on, his face is half black and half red. Why? Because he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan and black and red are the Chiefs colors. So Karen writes that on Sunday afternoon in Vegas, a Kansas City Chiefs fan found a way to hate black people and the Native Americans at the same time. So this guy is accusing a child of hating black people and Native Americans. Wouldn't you consider that to be slander from a mainstream media publication against a young boy? This is how sick and twisted and totally delusional, not even delusional, evil. They're not delusional because they know exactly what they're doing. That's the scary thing about the media is they know exactly what they're doing. And this child's only crime was being white. He was born white. So that's all that he's done. And to Deadspin and to Karen, that's a crime in and of itself. That means he hates black people and he hates Native Americans because he's wearing a headdress and his face is half black and half red. And of course, little Karen tweets this article and he says, for the idiots in my mentions who are treating this as some harmless act because the other side of his face was painted red, I can make the argument that even makes it worse. Y'all are the ones who hate Mexicans, but wear sombreros on Cinco. And this guy is really a new level of dumb. And I haven't seen this level of dumb in a long, long time. And of course, he completely disables anyone's ability to reply to his tweet. Nobody can reply. If you look at it and you scroll down, no comments, nothing, because he knows he's t deep down. He knows that what he's saying is so, so dumb and so, so evil. And he doesn't want to hear any backlash for it. So this is just yet another example of how evil the mainstream media is. If this kid, if this were an adult, let's say this were an adult who put on the headdress and painted his face half black and half red, he would have lost his job. He would have been smeared online. He would have been um, the target of severe cyberbullying. He probably would have been told, told to unalive himself many, many times on social media. But because this is a kid, he probably doesn't, obviously doesn't have a job, doesn't have the same kind of life as an adult. It seems like this guy, Karen, is is just really going after him because he knows that this kid probably thinks this kid's going to have no, it's no consequences on this kid's life. This is a child. I don't know. This just makes me really sick to my stomach. So that's what I wanted to share with you guys today because a lot of people have been talking about this online. And I got some questions on Instagram. They're like, what really happened? Is mainstream media really calling a child racist? Yes, they are. They're calling him racist and they're accusing him of blackface. A child at a Chiefs game. Okay, now I want to switch to this video that has gone viral on Twitter. This young lady is a radical feminist. And if you look at her profile, it's very, very clear to see that she is ultra leftist, ultra feminist. But she had a thought about women being paid to exist. So let's watch this short clip and we shall discuss. Unpopular opinion, but I literally think that women should be paid to exist. I know y'all are probably gonna be like, what? But no, follow me on this, follow me on this. So one, like our bodies literally create life, y'all. Like that within itself, like it beats any freaking invention that a man can come up with, like any tech company, like no. 
No tech company can come up with a baby in my belly. So one, that's why we should get paid. Um, and then even women who like are, have already had children, they should still get paid because guess what? Like the life of a mother, like that's a whole job within itself. I literally think that we should receive monthly incomes for being women. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm being so serious. I'm being so serious. Congratulations, you have discovered what a stay-at-home mom is. Congratulations, you have finally learned that women have distinct, unique roles that are not at all the same to men's roles. And congratulations, you have finally realized that women have a unique job that should be recognized and uh, that there should be an environment created so that women can do this job. Welcome to the conversation, sweetheart. Welcome. This is like it's almost like a horseshoe theory thing where people at both ends, they end up at the same place. They end up at the same thought. It's finally dawning on her for the first time in her little life. It's dawning on her that women have a unique role and that surprise, shocker, our ability to create life and bring life into the world. Okay, we, we can't create life. God creates life. He just uses us as vessels. And it's a gift and a blessing to be able to bring life into the world that God created. But she's finally realizing that women bring life into the world and that is a sacred duty that should be valued, that should be appreciated. This is the whole point of motherhood and stay-at-home moms and housewives. Like, welcome. Welcome to the conversation. This is what we've been talking about for years. And it's just so funny that this like leftist radical feminist has arrived at the same point that most of us have been at for a long, long time. Notice that she offers the wrong solution to the same problem that we all recognize. She demands that women should be given a monthly stipend. And let's just assume, she didn't say this, but I think that it's pretty clear that she is claiming that monthly income should come from the government right? Where else would it come from? That's what she's claiming. Because I guarantee you she's probably also like pro-socialism and she wants universal health care. And she probably even thinks that the government should be giving out more handouts to people who are living in poverty, people of color, which the government does plenty already. She probably thinks that single moms should get even more handouts than, than mothers who are married. So let's just assume she's talking about the solution being that the government gives a monthly income to women who are mothers. And this is the absolute opposite, the complete opposite of what we need to see happen. I shared this video on my Instagram this morning while I was doing my reds and greens, and I was just chatting about how it's it's funny, it's comical that girls like this, it, the light bulb suddenly goes off in their head at some point. They finally realize that a motherhood is a serious gig. It's a serious job that takes up your whole life and it should be treated as such. But a lot of times they come to the wrong conclusion. I had some girls in my comments, in my DMs who were saying things like, I think the government should be given, giving stipends. I think the government should be giving monthly stipends to women who are raising children and to families who have multiple children because it's such hard work and we're already struggling as it is. So here's a problem with that. For anyone who thinks this sounds good, okay, it does sound good. On the surface, it sounds nice. If you're married, you are still getting a stipend from the government. Sounds good, right? Mom gets to stay home with the kids. Dad still works, but he may not make as much as they want to as a family together, right? So the idea of the government giving a monthly stipend sounds nice. Here's the problem with that. Anytime the government pays for something, it controls it. So if you have a system 
where mothers are being paid by the government to raise their kids and to be moms, that makes it extremely easy for the government which is has been proven, has proven to us many times over and over again over the years, has proven to be tyrannical, especially in the last few years, the government will pull that funding or will punish you for not raising your children the way that they want you to raise them. That's the whole thing about government assistance is that they control it and they have power over you when they are paying you and when they are providing for you. So no, it's not a good idea. We do not, it's like, it's just like public school, right? So the government controls the education, the government controls the the school, uh, the school board and the administration. It's not what we want because then it turns into a thing where a lot of times people just, they really have no power in what's being taught in schools. Yeah, you can go and protest and you can uh, go to meetings and you can demand that your local officials do something about the curriculum. But at the end of the day, you're kind of powerless against the government, right? So imagine now you have money coming into your home, which is a much more intimate private space than school. And the government can now demand that you can't teach this to your kids. You can't raise them this way. And they either threaten to pull your funding or they punish you. They legally punish you because they essentially financially own you. And I also had some comments in my DMs about how the government should offer federally mandated maternity leave, right? It should mandate that all companies across the country offer a certain type of family leave, maternity leave for women who are in the workforce. Again, the completely wrong solution, the opposite solution, because what does this incentivize? It incentivizes women to continue working in the workforce. And what's the whole point of maternity leave? The whole point of maternity leave is that you go back to work eventually when your baby, when your child is young, an infant, a newborn in most cases. That's the first part of it is that we don't wanna incentivize this. I'm not saying that women should never, ever, ever work. If you've watched any of my content before, you know that I'm never someone who is going to say women never, ever belong in the workforce. I do believe that more women should leave the workforce to prioritize motherhood. But there are a lot of moms. I was talking to quite a few today online. A lot of moms who quit their jobs. I did that as well. You quit your nine to five day job to be home with your ch your child, your children, and you have, you know side ventures at home, maybe a, a home, a family business you own with your husband that you can contribute to part-time from home. But the majority of your time and the priorities, your main priority are your children and your home and your family. So it's not like women should never ever be allowed in the workforce. It's just that I do believe that, yeah, if we want to create strong families and if we want mothers to raise their own children instead of passing their children off to strangers to be raised, which is not only good for the family, but it's better for society when children are raised by their own mothers, then we should not be pushing for federally mandated maternity leave, right? I don't know if you guys can see my dog in the shot here. She's coming for a little pet there. Hello, sweetie. Um, and even further than that, think about practically what federally mandated maternity leave would look like across the country. You see a lot of people refer to countries like Sweden, Norway. I had somebody in my DMs today talking about Estonia. Estonia has a year and a half maternity leave paid, mandated. You know what the population of Estonia is? It's the same population as Dallas, it's like 1.2 million people who live in Estonia. That's literally the population of Dallas. It is not practical to demand that an entire huge country with 50 different states, all of which have a different, a different type of economy, they have different levels of minimum wage, lots of many, many different types of companies. It doesn't make any sense for the government to federally mandate maternity leave for a certain amount of months or weeks. For example, 
a small a small family owned business in Arkansas is not going to be able to provide three months of maternity leave to every woman who works at their company the same way that the Google headquarters in San Francisco does. Of course not. And to demand that every small business and every large corporation offer the same length of federally mandated maternity leave to their female employees is absurd. And it would end up with fewer women being hired and more women being laid off because a lot of these small businesses just would not be able to financially make it happen. So from a practical level, it doesn't make any sense. And also from... Uh, this this level of what's best for the family, it also doesn't make sense. We should not be incentivizing women to go back to the workforce when their children are very, very young. If anything, that's the time where women should take a break from the workforce. And there are plenty of women who maybe go back to work when their children are a little bit older. And if their kids, if they want to send their kids to school, that's a great time to go back to work even if not part-time, maybe even full-time. But when your children are young, especially those first few years of their life, it is important for the mom to be there. And it's that there's a lot of benefits biologically, physiologically, emotionally for the children when the mother is there for the first few years of their life. So this whole idea of creating a stronger need for federally mandated maternity leave is not the answer. What is the answer? We should not be looking to the government to pay women to exist, like this girl says. We should not be looking to the government to pay women to be moms. What we should be doing is asking ourselves, how can we create stronger family units that are going to provide the environment and the space for women to raise their own children successfully. When you ask that question, you have to acknowledge that our economy has gotten to the point where it is impossible for many, many families, millions of families who lived on a single income just five to seven years ago, maybe 10 years ago, they're simply not able to do it now. And I I, I get DMs all the time from women who say that they they used to be able to live on a single income and it's just not feasible anymore because the economy has gone down the drain. The mother has to work part-time at least to help pay pay the bills. If we're gonna ask ourselves, how can we really create these strong family units? We have to look at how the economy has been totally tanked. And then we also have to really ask ourselves, well, what, do, what does the husband or the father need to do? He's the one, especially in the early years of the child's life that needs to go out and provide and uh, provide an environment for the woman to raise the children. And we also need to, even more from a family unit perspective, from a cultural perspective, we have to incentivize people to do this. We have to, we have to create a culture where people want a strong family unit like this. The problem with our culture today is that people are discouraged from getting married and having kids, let alone mothers staying home with their children. So it's been nice seeing that it's been nice seeing more moms who are who are taking on these roles but i think it's more of uh, it, it, they've just sort of been forced into these positions i think we need to create a culture that encourages women to want to become moms and really be there for their kids and that makes motherhood sound interesting and compelling because if you look around mainstream culture today, it makes motherhood sound awful. It makes it sound dreary and depressing, and it makes it sound like it sucks your soul right out of your body, and it robs you of all your interests and your hobbies. But as mom, real moms know, that's not it's not what motherhood is. It's not what real motherhood is. It's interesting to see girls like this on TikTok and Instagram, because there have been a lot more women who are like, you know what? Women go through a lot. Being a full-time mom is a whole job. We should be paid to do it. Like, yeah, that's what the whole that's what the whole idea of family is. <laughs> that's what we've been saying for a long time. 
women who are able to stay home with their kids while the husband is out providing, like they are essentially paid to exist. They are paid to be full-time moms. Like they don't have to go out and work and break their backs to do both because the idea is that the husband provides and the mother raises the children when they're young. Now, again, like I always say, I don't think it's a, a good idea to overcorrect and say that women have no other role and no other function ever than to just pop kids out and raise them. No, I think that there are many women, there are a lot of moms who are still able to contribute to their communities and contribute to society, whether it's before they have kids or when their kids are older, grown up, whatever it might be. I encourage women I encourage women when they have kids, when their kids are young, if you can maintain some of the things that interest you or maintain a little bit of the work that interests you. So me, for example, like I, you know, I create content. I have a health and fitness coaching business on the side. You know, it's very part-time, but I still have little things going on that I'm able to do when my daughter's sleeping or whatever. And it's possible to do that, especially in today's age. Because when you think about what motherhood used to be like before modern inventions like the dishwasher and the washer machine, and before we were able to go out and buy clothes, women spent many, many, many hours a day sewing clothes, going out and gathering food, washing all the clothes and washing all the dishes. Like it was a many more hours of labor and work at home. But now in this modern luxury, luxurious world, like all of that work is taken out of the picture and you have, you have more free time as a mom now. So it's not like you need to abandon all of your interests and your hobbies or even abandon everything that makes you money. There's a lot of ways to make money on the side at home as a stay-at-home mom. But I do think that the main priority should be your kids. There is a way to be a mom and literally be paid to exist. And that is by returning to this structure of a strong family unit where the husband provides that space for the woman to do that. So this young lady would be much happier if she returned to that. Many, many young ladies would be much happier if they returned to that. They're going to the wrong solutions. They're looking to the government to give stipends. They're looking to companies to mandate maternity leave. They want women to just have a stipend for existing. What about all the women who don't want to become moms? Should they get stipends? So from what she was saying... Sounds like she only wants women who are moms to get stipends, which, you know, I'm sure that would really anger a lot of the Gen Zers who are radical feminists and don't want to become moms one day. They'll be like, where's, well, where's my stipend? Where's my monthly payment? The comments to this video are so funny because people are like, yeah, that's called your husband's salary, honey. And then one guy writes, men should be paid because they have to put up with women like this. LOL. Uh, here's a fun drinking game for you and your friends. Take a shot every time she says literally. Yeah, she starts off the video by like, I literally think that women should be paid to exist. Like literally. Oh my gosh, it's one of my least favorite words in the world. And whenever I have to use the word literally to describe something in a literal sense, I hate saying it because it feels so like valley girl. But anyway, that's all I got for today, guys. We'll be back soon in a few days to cover anything and everything else happening. So if you want to see me talk about anything in particular, send it to me on Twitter or on Instagram or comment here. And um, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.